Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand. And now I'm a work at home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you. So scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast this week. I'm so excited to geek out with you on this today. This is going to be such a fun episode, but how are you doing? How is your November going? The fact that we are halfway through Q4, I I think I've said that 30 times this year. This year, I don't know what if it's the having the baby or what, but it's going so fast. But I hope things are great and that you are seeing lots of sales come in. I have such a fun guest for you today. So we're going to be talking all about an, a, a wreath-making business that exploded out of nothing in a pretty busy niche. I'm telling you guys, handmade, it is so much easier to skate through. Um, it's just it's just a whole thing. So let me tell you about Tina, and then we will get into our conversation. So Tina is the owner and artist responsible for all the designs at Wreaths of Bloom. After years of working for others in floral design and event planning, Tina decided to pursue her dream of owning her own business. In 2021, she started Wreaths of Bloom with the mindset to, to keep true to her designs and help others to welcome their friends and family into their homes with quality wreaths. They are so gorgeous, so high quality. She's extremely proud to be a small woman-owned business. Tina is a wife, mother, and grandmother to four wonderful grandkids. You can often find her two <laughs> rescue pities or the grandkids hanging out in the shop while Tina makes her beautiful creations. So Tina, uh, um, I met Tina because she listens to the podcast and she's a coaching client of mine and she has just like knocked it out of the park. And I've been so excited to share her story with you guys. Um, and she's super generous with like her shop name and her numbers and all of that. So in response, in, in a return, let's really honor her and support her. I'm going to talk at the end about this as well, but if you decide to go check out her, um, her stuff, please go to her Shopify wreathsofbloom.com if you just want to peek so that you don't affect her conversion rate on Etsy. If you want to go, if you're interested in buying a wreath, they're spectacular and I need 10 of them, um, then by all means go to the Etsy shop and buy and support her and rate and review. But when um, I have a guest, I always give them the option of whether or not to share their um, their shop name because of copycats and because of... Um, uh, if my thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners go and all go view the shop, it can really affect their conversion rate. So like little teaching moment, the way that the Etsy algorithm works is they look at how many people are coming to your shop and looking at your things compared with how many people are buying and that you want that number to be as high as possible. It's called a conversion when someone goes from looking to buying. And if tons of people go and look and don't buy, it really tanks your conversion and then Etsy sends you less traffic. So let's protect her. Go to wreathsofbloom.com if we want to look at her wreaths. And go to our Etsy shop if we're wanting to actually buy. And with that being said, you guys are the most wonderful, amazing Etsy sellers and community of people on the internet. I cannot, 
I don't know how I got so lucky. You guys are the absolute jackpot, wonderful people. So just keep that in mind um, as you go. And let's welcome Tina to the podcast. We're about to have such a fun conversation. Hey guys, real quick, a couple of updates have come up since I recorded with Tina. You're going to love it, by the way. But I wanted to tell you about these things real quick because we can't lose a week on them. The first thing is a couple, about a month ago, I should say, I opened a digital product shop um, selling mock-ups. And most of what I am selling in there, I am generating with AI using MidJourney. And it has been a fascinating experience. I stumbled upon this because... I was shopping for mock-ups for my print-on-demand shop, and I couldn't believe the amount of money that the the mock-up shops using AI were bringing in every month, and I wanted to just see what it was like. And you guys know how I like to – I do this so I can tell you what the tea is. And so I want to gauge your interest on a workshop. Would you like it if I did a – using AI to create digital products – workshop, you know, specifically talking about mid-journey, but I'm sure that we will also get into open AI, chat GPT, some of the other things that I'm using. Um, the shop already has cleared 100 sales. It's been phenomenal. I can't believe the passive income that's coming in. And what's even more exciting for me is like the potential as I grow the listings I have in there. So down in the show notes, there will be a link where you can drop your email if you are interested in, I, I want to gauge interest first about a workshop. Um, it would be a paid workshop, nothing crazy, a couple hundred dollars though, because um, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of intel, and I'm creating an entire <laughs> entire base of competition, which is completely fine. Like the way I want you guys to thrive, I'm thrilled to do it. So um, put your drop your email in that link in the show notes if you're interested in a AI digital product workshop where I will show you everything I'm doing and you will get mid-journey prompts from me for creating mock-ups, et cetera. The second thing I mentioned to you guys months ago now that I was thinking about sharing a list that I compile for myself of in-demand micro niches. So we always talk about how, like, you know, you hear about Etsy so saturated, there's too many competing people, you know, competing shops. And I say, ah, but you've just got to find the micro niches, which are the little smaller pockets of demand inside the bigger niche. So for example, rather than trying to compete in like the mom t-shirt niche, you want to find something like a Taekwondo mom. That would be a micro niche. I have no idea if there's demand there or not. Just FYI, but that's an example of a micro niche. So I compile these as I'm doing research um, every single day in Sales Samurai. And I have hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of like, I have found the places of demand and I, I save them in a document. And so I have 100 of those that I am going to provide free if you just jump on the email list that'll be linked for that below and I will get you that document with some training on how to use it. And then I'm also going to offer a subscription service. So for $4.99 a month, you can have ongoing live access to my document as I upload it. I will cycle it over 12 months because these numbers change constantly, right? Like you think about it week to week, the number of searches going into Etsy um, in terms like for a particular search item is going to change. And so is are the number of competing listings. So I'm going to update it as I go monthly and just put in whatever data I'm finding. And you can have ongoing access to that for $4.99, $4.99 a month. And that will tell you from Sales Samurai, where the really great places are to jump in. Like, this, it's so fun for me to think about this because the success you're going to have, and you're not going to have, like, I stumble upon them for my work every day, and you can just benefit from it. So if you're interested in the free um, version of that, the 100 free ones, or if you would like the subscription 
go ahead and drop your email. All of that is coming out very soon in the next few weeks, and you will start to get emails from me on how you can, well, the first thing I'll do is just send out the 100 to everybody, and then you can decide from there if you want to do the subscription as well. So that's the end of the housekeeping. I've been so excited to tell you I didn't want to wait another week. And so those links to jump on either of those lists are down in the show notes. And now we are officially going to jump into Tina's amazing story of super fast success. Also, Girl's been using the micro niches as well. Oh, it's so fun. So let's go jump into the content today. Hey, Tina, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Lizzie. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so glad we finally hit record because we could have just jabbered all day. <laughs> We're like, we got to bring the family in on this conversation. So I'm so, so, so glad you are here. Have you been, you're, you're actually a podcast listener, aren't you? I am. I love your podcast. I tell all my friends about you and now they're listening to you. It's so motivational. It's inspiring and I feel like your guests are amazing. So I've learned so much just from your podcast. You're the sweetest. I'm so glad you like and now it. You're my coach. <laughs> well, we'll have to talk about that too. I cause so like you're my you're my like star student. Like you absolutely kill it. I already read your bio. You kill it on Etsy. Um, you definitely, you, to the, at this point, you make more per month than I did at my best months with your reads. And so your story is so awesome. So I definitely want to talk about all of it, all of it, all of it. Um, does it feel, does it feel kind of cool to be on, on as a guest? It does. I can't believe I'm even here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. You're very worthy, very worthy of the guesthood today. Um, okay. You can tell, you can tell we've been friends here for a minute. So tell us about yourself. Will you like, what is your, what is your background? Because this cracks me up. I love it. Um, everything before Etsy, what, what did you do? What did it look like? Okay, so um, I'm old. No, you're not old. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, I grew up in Massachusetts. Um, I moved to Savannah eight years ago, which I love for the weather. Um, but when I was in Massachusetts, I was actually a manager at um, a New England-based pizzeria Italian place for over 20 years. So that was really hectic lifestyle. Yes. Um Yeah. So when I moved down here, I wanted to have a slower pace. Um, So I started working for florist and in the wedding industry and event planning. So I was able to learn on the job training, you know, all my floral design skills. So I was really lucky. We worked, I worked on Hilton Head, South Carolina, and we would go to all the big hotels and, you know, set decorate their Christmas tree, put their florals out, um, you know, at their front desk. And it was just fun. It was a great experience. Okay. But see, here's the thing. (laughs) I, I worked for a florist for a little while in high school. I love flowers and all the things, the way I cannot arrange them to save my life, the way (laughs) I would be voted off the island if I had to make a wreath, Tina. This is the, so, so I'm thrilled you learned on the job, but you must've had some kind of like instinct for this. Did you have any kind of background? Like how, 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 what is, where'd this natural, Tell me, please finish my sentence. I mean, this is what I mean. Where I feel like anyone can do this. I really no. do. I'm telling you. I'm broken. <laughs> <laughs> I I've always been. I've a love of mine has been 
decorating and interior design. Not that I have anything fancy, but I always love decorating um, and making my home cozy and things like that. So I did have, you know, that, but obviously there's no training or anything. But I honestly, Lizzie, I, I didn't have any training. And that's why I want to come on here because I want people to know that you can learn these skills as long as you put your mind to it and effort um, into it. And I learned on YouTube. <laughs> you did. Were your first reads ugly or no? Because you were following someone. Um. Well, I look back now and yes, they were very ugly. Okay, I feel better. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Yeah, no, they, they weren't great. Um, I made lots of mistakes in the beginning, um, but I would just keep trying. And, you know, I would get support from people and they'd be like, oh, that's so beautiful. And then that would make me want to keep trying even harder. Okay, that's you know? a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I watched some wreath makers on YouTube that are amazing. And that's what inspired me. You know, I, it was like, I made this much in a year and, you know, you can do it too. And and that's what inspired me. And I would just keep trying to make the same wreaths that they were making. And here I am. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm putting <laughs> you on half years. <laughs> well, your, your, your wreaths are spectacularly gorgeous. When I first looked at your Etsy shop, my jaw dropped. I'm just like, uh, uh, we're, we're doing coaching. I'm like, I'm thrilled because we can totally go to another level if we do coaching. But I couldn't believe your shop and your wreaths are gorgeous. Your sales are astronomical. Do you remember, this is where I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you remember, like, do you have some favorite YouTube channels for wreath making? Like, even if you don't remember the name of the channel, the person that you would recommend? For me, and I've told her this, um, was Jenny's Wreath Boutique. Julie's or Jenny's? Is it Jenny's? Jenny's. Oh, there's yep. two. Okay. There's a Jenny's. And then, of course, now I love Julie, and I'm also part of her um, paid group that she has. Yes. And then there's Southern Charm Wreaths, but the main person for me was Jenny's Wreath Boutique. She really inspired me, and um, I really learned so much from her. So her YouTube channel, she shows how she makes the wreaths. Yes, yes. And it's it's really not my thing to be on YouTube, but I think yeah. someday I would like to do it just because I feel like what she did has changed my life. Oh. And I would love to do that for other people, really. So I need to get up the courage <laughs> to no, make my own videos. So hopefully I can help other people like she helped me. You just start with short form video. But the great thing about that is such a win-win because you get to help people, but you also can create passive income because Julie would tell you, and I love that you're in her biz boutique because hmm. her social media coaching stuff is spectacular. I'm in there too, just not even wreath related, just for the social media. I want to be kept up to speed. Um, do you know what? This is this is a totally random side note, but you guys know me. So I have here my little Michigan pottery mug that we, um, Tina and I were chatting about before we started. But I got this in Michigan a few weeks ago, and I was over there to visit some family, but I got to have lunch with Julie. Uh, you did. I did. We've been friends online for a few years now. We were in a mastermind together. We'd never met in person. So total fun side note, we were in... Um, Royal Oak, Michigan, which is the cutest little town. Uh, it's like a city now, but we got to have lunch and it was spectacular and I love her. So I love her stuff. But um, 
I oh she'll tell you that at some point you you can only make so many wreaths, <laughs> and then your you know your hands kind of give up the ghost. You know they're <laughs> yeah. yes. She obviously still makes them, but she doesn't sell. You know she makes them to make tutorials. So I'm so excited to see where you go. But that is unbelievably fun. Are you ready to start building your social media presence to help market your Etsy products, but not quite sure where to start? I am so excited to tell you guys about the social media membership that I'm a part of called Julie's Biz Boutique. My friend, Julie Oxendine, started out selling wreaths on Etsy and has built a monster of a social media presence of over 1 million followers who buy her products, her tutorials, and her courses. She is the queen of Etsy social media coaches, and I cannot recommend her more highly. She's also so relatable and genuinely interested in helping you grow, which is just my kind of gal. Her monthly membership will keep you up to date on how to best leverage all of the platforms with their ever-changing algorithms <laughs> and connect you with a wonderful community of like-minded makers. As a member, you will also get immediate access to Julie's library of over 100 training videos on everything from Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Etsy, and even more. <laughs> I could keep going on. It's the best bang for your buck that you can get to learn so much about social media and find the inspiration and help you need to start growing your following. Fun little secret too, I gotta plug this in. Julie's membership only opens to the public for new members a couple times a year, but since she loves us so much, we get special treatment and you can join us right now. So just go to howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash Julie to learn more and get enrolled today. Once again, that is howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash Julie. And I can't wait to hang out with you there. So how did this move? How did this become an Etsy thing? So you're, you were playing on YouTube. Were you playing with the intent of opening an Etsy shop or how, what was that story? Well, um, it was the end of, let's see, it was 2021. So I had lost my job in events and florist. So I was going crazy, staying at home. I'm not sure like a lot of other people. So I decided to get a job at the UPS store just to be around people. <laughs> I'm making peanuts. <laughs> so I was like, let me, you know, at least be around people because my husband was at work all day. He's a, a police officer. So he had to work during, you know, the pandemic. So I would go out and be around people and I loved it. And um, basically what happened was everything ended and they wanted me to go back to um, the events and stuff. But I started thinking about how stressful it was. Yeah. And it was an hour away from where I live. So it was two hours every day. Yeah. And so I was like, how can I make up the money difference? What could I do? So I started thinking about making clay jewelry because I really loved it. And then I said, well, I'm going to have to sell a lot of clay jewelry to make any money. Love the way you think. So... Um, I saw that video with Jenny and I said, you know, I, I can do this. So I did it. <laughs> did you make a whole bunch so of prototypes I, first? Like how did that, did you, did you, how many? So I, I started watching all kinds of things for months, oh. maybe three months. Um, and then I said, well, I'm going to do it. So a couple of the gals at work. One was like a SCAD student and she was really good with things. So she made my logo and they were helping me at work. You oh. know. And so it was kind of a group effort. And then I told my husband about it and he was like, well, go for it. Well, I'm like, I was, he was really supportive. So I did, I opened up the Etsy shop and then 
A couple of weeks later, Jason, my husband, decides he's going to make it a business without telling me. <laughs> yeah, so he went, he got, lawyer, he got the lawyers, and he made it an LLC and a business license through Savannah and surprised me with all the certificates and everything. So he's like, well, it's not going to be a hobby anymore. You're going to jump all in or don't do it at all. So that's what I did. And I was at the UPS shop still. So I opened mid-August 2021. Um, I was still working at the UPS store. I was full-time at that point. And um, I said, can I work just a couple, you know, a couple of days less a week because I wanted to do this. And it's funny because someone that worked there, they were like, you do realize that, you know, making wreaths isn't going to be substantial. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to be able to make them. Like, how dare they? <laughs> I know. And I was like, well, I mean, I do have a husband and, you know, I'm still working. So it's just something I want to try. And so you can't let people get in your mind is yeah. my point. There, Although, know? so I just, you're just like, look at me now. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. And it's funny because my husband went back to the UPS store and the owners were amazing. And um, he was telling them about where I am and they could, they were so happy for me. They couldn't be happier, you know? So, yeah. So that was it. So that was August. And I left in November. I left before I was ready because I couldn't get enough time off yeah. to keep up with the wreaths. And they wanted me to work more because it was busy season. So I had to leave. Um, and it worked out because I put all my time into this and here I am. Okay. So you launch your shop. How many, I, I know I'm going off script, but I do it every time, Tina. I'm famous for it. That's okay. How many reads did you start with when you launched your shop? Like how many were up your first listings? Oh, I probably want to say maybe 12 to 15. Okay. And you already had one made and you had pictures taken of them and they were kind mm -hmm. of like ready. Okay. And then how fast did you get your first sale? Well, I will say my husband gave me my first sale, so that doesn't count. Okay. So the yeah. next, the second sale. So um, I, I was lucky enough and I, I think anyone starting an Etsy shop um, should think about this is have some help from family and friends because I didn't know this was going to happen, but Probably about five of my friends the first couple of months actually ordered wreaths. And so at least it looks like, you know, you've, you know, you have some business under your belt. And then I did have a few reviews from that. So that that really helped. Um, what was the question? <laughs> no, that's, you know, I just want to know, like, I just you like, tell, and tell me again, what months did you launch in? So I launched in August of 2021, yeah. mid-August, and that month I did $550. Okay. But that was family and friends? Pretty much, yes. Okay. And when then I can tell yeah. you the exact numbers. Let me see. The ramp up. <laughs> so in September, I did $36.25. So I really you jumped up. Yeah. And then October, I did $5,150. November I did 8700 and December I did 5200. So I jumped right in. Oh my I know. Gosh. I know. This is the thing. When you've got you've got gorgeous products with pictures that 
represent them really well. You understand your SEO. You've got the right keywords in there. You came in at a time when it was going to be, we were kind of going into, I think, I don't know. I think reads are year round though. If you, if you pay attention to the trends, right? Were you doing trend research like those, were you doing holiday themed reads or? I did do holiday. Well, I, I did do holiday themed reads. Um, yes, I did. They so were all, I did a, 12 to 15 were all holiday themed. Pretty much. So I had a couple of like that were all evergreen and then I had some for fall and then obviously um, some for Christmas. Okay. Oh my gosh. But that, so when you had your biggest month that first year, uh, December, um, how many reads was that, that made that amount for you? Oh, I don't really know to be honest. Yeah, no, I know. I I should know that. Was it, how much did the reads go for? Like between one and two? I was. Yeah, I was charging much less than I was probably charging like one twenty nine. Okay, so, so let's in, say, in the beginning, like, let's do some math. It was what eight? It was ten thousand, twelve thousand. My busiest month was November for eighty seven hundred. Oh, how much was December? December was only fifty two hundred. Okay, so um, if we do um, eighty seven hundred. Divided by $130 a wreath, that was about almost basically 67 wreaths. Okay. Oh my gosh. How many can you make in a day? Usually, probably right now with the wreaths I have, probably six. Are you just going six, all the time? Like, your hands yeah. Are- yeah. I, I've had to get help. Yeah. <laughs> oh my so, yeah. Okay. So that is... Incredible. And then did it go quiet in January or were you able to pick up on new trends for the spring and what happened? Actually, January um, was my busiest month, I think, for winter wreaths. Everyone takes down their Christmas wreaths. But they want to put something up because otherwise it's exactly. sad. And they're so used to seeing all these decorations and then all of a sudden everything looks bare, you know? So, um Yeah. I was pretty good at January. You added winter wreaths, and then you just, I'm sure, continued as the year went along to add whatever was going to be on trend. Where, how do you figure out um, what is trending? How do you figure out what's? Can you believe that? I, like you're like Lizzie, I wrote you answers to your questions. And you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you, Tina. Um, yeah. How do you how do you keep how do you figure out what's going to be on trend? Do you have a way you do yeah. that? I really don't. I just, you know, I'll look at Target. I'll look at um, Pottery right. Barn, um, Crate and Bowel type of things like that. But not that they all have wreaths, but I try to see what's going. But a lot of my stuff is more natural. Um, like I like to do evergreen with natural, like things that people can leave up for multiple months at a time because they are expensive. And I want to make sure they get some time out of it, you know. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, they're spectacular. Okay, let me go try to get back on track here. So, do you have do you have an opinion about how you kind of pop, I mean, I know that the wreath niche is a busy niche. Um a lot of people make nothing, you know, they really struggle, and then there's some who, you know, are somewhere in the middle they like sell, they maybe get one that hits here or there, and then there's a lot of challenges though with like shipping costs and finding bo- all of these things, things that we even talked about in coaching. But for you, why why do you think you pop to the top? 
Oh, that's a tough question. Okay, I gave you that one though. I am not going off script with that one. I'm I, being good, <laughs> real interviewer, but it is. A hard I have the worst memory. Believe me. Um, I think a, a, a lot of things. Um, I advice I would give is one thing. Um, is customer service. Okay. Like I, when someone orders, I make sure I, you know, send them a thank you and, you know, let them know when they're going to get their tracking information and things like that. Um, I always hand, I, I don't handwrite them anymore because I'm too busy, but for the first, I just started not handwriting a couple of months ago. So I would handwrite all the cards and personalize them. Yep. And I would, I also put little gifts in um, to every wreath. So a little magnet, um, wreath magnet um, with my business card on it. And I think that that really helps with people wanting to give you reviews too. Yes. And they reorder really, well. Do you have repeat customers? I do. Yes, I do. I don't know what the actual percentage is. I'd have to check on that, but I do have a lot of repeat customers. No, but that's that's to your point because at first, this is why I'm so glad you said what you said. At first, when you say customer service, people are going to think, but that's not what made you go to the top. But in a way, it is because if you delight people, you get more good reviews and you get more repeat customers and it just lifts you in the algorithm. So in the beginning, you kind of depend on that. But I also want to talk to you about, like, I I remember I did handwritten notes too for probably, I don't know, my first couple hundred signs. And at some point it was, just, it was so funny. It was like, I should have time to do this, but I literally don't anymore. And I had ordered at that point a box from Magnolia Company and Chip and Joanna Gaines because I love everything that she does. Yeah. <laughs> and I ordered some things from her and in it was a printed kind of postcard and it was so classy. It was like a picture of them with like a thank you so much. And then a little note on the back. And I loved that so much that I kept it. It's still up in my studio at home, which is ridiculous. You, you think you sent me a personalized Christmas card. I'm ridiculous. Um, but you know how we fangirl. But so then I created something like that and I had Vista print, print them for me. So I at least had something really nice to put in, in lieu of yes. a written note. And I always felt really good about that because I thought back to how good it made me feel. So when in doubt, right? That's something people can do is. Absolutely. Yes. And so, and I love your, but I love that you did all that. So, okay. So fair I enough. have one other thing to say, if that's hope, okay. Yes. No, I want you to say all the things. Well, because I want people um, to learn <laughs> hopefully something from this. Um, and that is um, returns. A lot of wreath makers won't let you return um, anything. And I think that you know, people need to understand, like I take returns and I've gotten a few, but nowhere near the amount you would think. And I feel like if I were ordering something and I couldn't return it, it would make me not want to buy. Especially I need to know. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, try to, you know, like I say seven days and if it's something that the customer, you know, doesn't like, then they pay for it for the shipping back and we give them our rates. But if it's something that they didn't like, I just, I pay for everything and take it back. And a, another thing is word of mouth. Like I have customers that say, Oh, my so-and-so told me all about you and I can't wait to get my wreath. So I think that really helps too. It, absolutely. Every bit of it. Right. You know, there's mm -hmm. this, there's this thing. Okay. So like I love e-commerce and I love all of the, 
automation, the way the business is so much easier than it was 50, 80, 100 years ago. You can't even compare. Like back then to start your own business was a much bigger feat, right? Yeah. But I think that like the shopper, I know for me, we're kind of craving to get back to at least the piece where we feel like we're dealing with a human who cares about the transaction, who's not just in it. And I mean, yes, are we all, are we in it for the money? We are partly, we are trying to earn an income. I have, I think, I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think, I think that that's the whole point. But I think that there's this part where sometimes Etsy sellers want to get away from that and they want to just like, no, this, the, you know, we're not Amazon and we got to go. And, and there's this part where you can really build a business of a whole different caliber if you love your customers. <laughs> and I you agree. Just give, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand the, like, no refunds, no returns. I get, you know, like I have a digital, a digital product shop and in there, yeah, we're not doing refunds and returns because there's no way for them to return it. You've already got it. But it's also, you know, I, I would reconsider that if it was a really expensive item. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not, yeah. I, I know that if I was looking at that as a shopper, I'd be like, you know, that attitude of like, I'm not going to take care of you. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Me too. So yeah. I love your whole approach and I love the vision you're casting with the like, you know, we can take returns. It doesn't have to be great, you know, maybe not 90 days later, but Within seven yeah. days, you can take care of them. I can, I would do that. Exactly. I'd have them send the sign back. I'd actually, I'd pay for the shipping every time. And then I would touch up the sign and resell it. And it was fine. Yeah. It only, only is a problem when it was like custom. Yeah. And honestly, at this price point, you don't really get people that are trying to take advantage of you. You Thank you. Because that's what people think coming into it, right? Like everyone's mm-hmm. trying out to make a buck. No, like, not not if you're yeah. selling something that's higher end. They really aren't. Yeah. It's very rare. Yeah. And I, I honestly you. feel that when they get the quality that I send out, it's not an issue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. most people are like, or they'll maybe the coloring's not right. So they'd like to, you know, exchange it for something else. But it's so funny. I have to give him a shout out to my husband <laughs> because he got roped into being my shipping manager. <laughs> so he packs all the boxes and he's so, he has issues with everything being in its place. He's and very neat. And we love Yes. That. Yes. So he packs these boxes and they're amazing. And it's so funny because I feel like I get more people saying, look at how this was packed than I do. I like my wreath. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so he gets such a kick out of that. So I thought that's a funny little note. <laughs> I bet that makes him so proud. I can't wait. It I does. need to order one and I cannot wait to see how. <laughs> we need to call him Mr. Mr. Reeds of Bloom. Yeah. Um, Mr. Yeah. Um, does the packing. I, yeah. I need to do like a whole unboxing. That is hysterical. Okay, so you've heard me say it again and again, your SEO or search engine optimization is critical to your success on Etsy. I mean, if shoppers can't find your products, they certainly won't be buying them, right? So the key is to figure out exactly what people are typing into that Etsy search bar when they're shopping for products just like yours. But how? Like I get emails and DMs and social media comments on the regular from you guys. And so many of you are looking for help on this. Like SEO is a major pain point for a lot of you. You want to know how on earth you can get into your customers' minds, find the keywords that will help make your products bestsellers, 
and strategically place them in your listings to make sure they're fully optimized. I heard you, <laughs> and now I've got you, friends. I put together a resource to help you understand and master the important skill of SEO. It's called the Etsy SEO Workshop, and it will literally teach you the exact strategy that I used to build my full-time multiple six-figure Etsy shop. It's the same strategy I use today. I'm unveiling all of it. I'm holding none of it back. You can get access to it right now at howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash SEO. Again, that's howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash SEO. And I will show you step-by-step how to find best-selling SEO for your products, including strategic deep dives into how I would do SEO research for five different niches. No matter what you're selling on Etsy, this workshop will show you how to compete in the Etsy search results and teach you research skills that you can use in countless business applications. I use this all the time. Again, you can find the workshop at howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash SEO or visit the link I have waiting for you in the show notes. I'm so excited, you guys. I can't wait to hear your success stories. Okay, so... We talked about how you make the customer experience special. I think you go above and beyond. So what kind of challenges do you face now as a six-figure seller? Does the game kind of change? What is it? What do you... Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> well, um, you know, I've always had problems, not problems, but issues with inventory. That's always been... Okay. It's tough to have inventory for 40 to 50 wreaths and you know you're working out of your home and it's taken over your home (laughs) you know so um but you know we're getting through that um let me think well I'm sorry I lost my no no that's okay I'm just asking like what kind of challenges because it's like one thing in the beginning you're just like I need sales and then you you start to get some yes. sales and you go through this phase of like this is so expensive how am I going to make enough profit and but then you scale to the point where you are where we're kind of beyond a lot of that we've had to, to in order to scale to that point so I'm wondering what the challenges are that you tend to see now at you know in yeah. the selling at the rate you because what kind of months do you have now um, well, this month is my busiest month okay. so far, and wow. I'm going to hit 30000 oh I'm $200 away. I'm one wreath away. <laughs> Congratulations. You've got, you've got a day. We're, we've got, we got, you got. I know. <laughs> oh I'm so word. excited. Yes. I'm so excited. So yes, I have, um, I have a couple of girls now that help me. Um, yep. so, you know, because you have to clean the wreaths and I put, medallions on the back of the wreaths and all the material needs to be cut and I put stems on them. Um, so I have people helping me now. So that has been a blessing and I don't know what I would do without them. So um, can they make a whole wreath themselves? One of them is almost there, but I, I, um, we're still working on it. Yeah. You make some tweaks at the end, like they kind of do their best, and then yeah, you make- yeah, she's yeah, she's she's amazing. She's I'm so happy to have her. Her name's Jolima. <laughs> Shout out to her, and um, yeah, she actually she does make a couple of them now um, herself. She does, and I just check everything, you know. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I was the same way. Um, yeah. How did you find them? Oh, well, what's funny is she was actually my cleaning lady <laughs> and I stole her <laughs> from yourself. <laughs> well, yeah. I know that was kind of a dumb idea because she was great. 
Anyway, she, um, I could just, you know, when you hit it off with someone and she was so nice and kind and I was like, you know, would you be interested in, you know, helping me out? And she said, yeah, sure. So she stopped cleaning and now she helps me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Does she, so does she, where does she work from her home or in your. No, she works here with me. Um, okay. I, what we did was we converted the garage into, um, we put air conditioning in there and that's my shop. Okay. So one side is where Jason is and shipping. And then one side is where her and I work. Okay. And how many, how many hours does she get in a week? Uh, probably close to 20. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then I also have, um, someone else that helps and they do some things from home. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. That's so crazy. So, okay. So the, so getting the help is a big deal. And Cause I was like, how can I get bigger? I can only make so many wreaths a day. Yeah. So how am I going to scale this? Can, are the and three of you handling this volume pretty well? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not utter, yeah. utter insanity. How, what is your turnaround no. time for a wreath order? Um, I usually probably get it out in about four days. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I say seven days because my star seller, I want to <laughs> make sure I make my star seller, but I might lose it this month. But, um, anyway, but for the most part, we can get it out quick. I no, give I'm myself a rather, but like over promise or I know under promise and over deliver. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So then you added a Shopify shop. When did you do that? And what kind of, what drove that decision? Well, we added it in May and I, I want to say it was on your podcast that don't put all your eggs in one basket Yeah, and make sure that you start collecting your emails and things like that. So that's what we did. And um, we opened it up and we did Google ads to mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And we did some Pinterest ads. Right now we're just doing Google. And we've done since May $25,000 um, on Shopify. And, so, and Mr. Reads is doing the, the ads too, right? Do I remember that correctly? Yes. Yes. How did he figure out how to do that? He just, he watched podcast, um, oh, YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He oh learned. Gosh. Can he make us? A we learned everything right from scratch. That's why I'm like, people that have this in the head and they want to do it, just do it. You can do it. <laughs> You can find everything that you need. And I really think, yes. like, I, I really wish that people wouldn't, here's, I don't know what you think about this, Tina, but like, I feel like people sit and they drag their feet for 12 or 24 months or whatever. And they either have the shop, they're not making sales, or they feel like they need to learn more. They're, you need to just go. You need to go mm -hmm. and you can learn as you go. And if you don't want to, if you are someone who gets demotivated, you need to take a course because that will completely change the timeline. Like it's one thing to go through all the YouTube videos and try and figure out whose way you like and well, do I have to do this? Some this person's saying something completely opposite. Or you can follow one system and you can listen to one, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying don't listen yeah. to other people. I listen to lots of people, but then when I'm ready to do something, I take one person's course and I follow their method until I've got it going. And then if I need to add supplementary. But I think that like there it's just so doable. I'm so excited that you guys just built it from the ground up and yeah. <laughs> and he's running Google ads to your Shopify. Um, do you, okay. So you already answered every question I had about that. Look at you. Okay. Star student. 
Let's talk about, this is what something so fun. So you are now having a $30,000 a month. Um, congratulations. That's Thank you. you launched and you had quick success. You had studied all this stuff on YouTube. You, so like my question for you is why do you choose to do paid coaching with me when like you're obviously you're doing phenomenally well. It would seem reason would suggest to most people like why would you do that? I'm just curious how why you choose to continue with it. <sighs> I mean, just to get help from someone. Um who's been so successful, like you, has been amazing. I feel like you give me a list of things to do, and it holds me accountable to the next time we talk. Yeah, You know, because in, in other words, the things you gave me to do, I may not have done it. And then I know that the next time I talk to you, I want to make sure <laughs> I have it done. Like I was bad. I didn't do that. I'll have it next time. It's on my list. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And I think you keep me thinking outside of the box. You know, I don't want to be tunnel vision. I want to be open to, I wish I, in the beginning, knew more about um, taking courses and stuff like that. But I really didn't. Like, I never took a course. I wish I did. I think I would have moved maybe even faster. Yeah. Or maybe without as many, you know, mistakes. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, you move yeah. just fast enough. Like you need to write your own course, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, honestly, I am going to keep my coaching time with you because it really, you can't put a price on it. Oh, you know what? It's, it's really fun for me too, because the more that we can kind of um, bounce ideas off of somebody else who understands, because it's one thing to talk to, you know, your spouse or your friend, and I'm sure they're super encouraging and it's fun, but to talk to another seller, to talk to someone who understands you, there's not as much you have to explain and they can, again, see things from their own like lens of experience. It, this is why, this is why we have to open up a Facebook group that is actually a positive place. I promise it's coming guys. So we can help each other. But, but yeah. <laughs> and now, what, like it's one thing to have, like, I have a lot of people who come in and they do one coaching call and we do one big sweep through their shop and I show them all of the, um, you know, the tools that I use and I show them where the little, the little micro niches are within their, their space. That wasn't so much what you and I needed to cover cause you were already killing it. But then from there, like we don't necessarily talk again, but it's really good to have a follow-up. And now you and I just, we do 30 minute sessions and we check where you, where you're at, what questions you have, what do we need to be doing next? Do we make any pivot points? So I think that's, um, I just love that you do that for yourself. It's like how I'm actually in a really good mental health space, but I still do therapy every other week because Dr. Nagib is freaking amazing. If you guys heard that, I should, I should link her again. If you guys heard that episode where she came in and talked about overwhelm and anxiety. For yes. Yeah, she, she is amazing. I love that episode. And I want to do a health coach too. <laughs> yeah. And like a personal trainer, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so there are just certain things that we do to, to help keep ourselves on track. I was going to say, I've got, I'm trying to think, I've, I know I have another one. Oh, my parenting coach, Brittany. Oh my gosh. I actually haven't talked to her as recently, but my family is great, but it is because I put in the routine maintenance. So I think it's right. helpful. Now I'm beating a dead horse. Yeah. So um, what <laughs> would you give someone who's just starting on Etsy? Oh boy. Just don't give up. <laughs> you have to put, it's a lot of work and you have to put a lot of effort into it, but the feeling you get even when 
you're making just a couple of sales is amazing. I don't know. I feel like it, I'm so much more confident now than I've ever been. And I think it's from having an Etsy shop, believe it or not, just knowing that I can do this and that I'm doing something that I had no idea how to do it. And I just didn't give up. And I, I wish people didn't give up so quick. You know, if something doesn't work, try something different. Um, yeah, I think that's about all I can think of at the moment. I'm completely geeking out that you just said that because like, you know, there's some um, resources out there that are like done for you, you know, and like they're, then I'm not ratting on it. Like I think in some cases it's great. Uh, but, you know, and I've thought before, like, well, you know, how much can I really do to help someone with their Etsy shop? Are there pieces I can take for them? But there is no price that I can put on the satisfaction of proving to yourself that you can do it. That's like, right. there's pieces of my life right now that I'm still trying to figure that out in, you know, and I, I can like taste it just on the other side of just like, you know what, I could throw in the towel or I could hire someone or I could whatever, I, you know, pivot. But there's this there's this fighter part of me that it's like, it's coming from when I was a little kid and like, you know, people who didn't believe in me or thought I wasn't going to amount to much or whatever it was. I was like the kid who was picked on a lot. And it's not even like a, you know, like a flipping someone the bird or whatever. It's not even about the revenge. It's about the little girl in me who needs the validation of heck yeah, you can. You know what I mean? Yes. We need so many of us women, especially busy moms whose lives are poured into their family. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm the biggest champion of that. It is that's why I homeschool, have a baby, run like four businesses <laughs> and work until 4 a.m. to do it all. Like I, you know, it's, there is nothing I, I anyone listening, there's nothing I can tell you that is more worth it, satisfying or rewarding than being just on the other side of that goal and being like, I did that. I didn't know if I could. Other people were sure I couldn't. And I did it. And it's like this little gift I want to give every single person listening. Do you know what I mean? Do you I know? know. I've gone on down on like sermon path now, but I can't. I agree with you though. And the feeling you have when you're working every day, and I, I still need to learn, you know, work-life balance. Um, I'm working on that. I actually took this weekend off. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> but then it's tougher to get back into it. So maybe I'm better off working seven days a week. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Work went awesome? Yeah, I know because I got excited. Work, 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 life balance. You're just still trying to figure that part out. Well, the feeling you have when you're working for yourself, you don't feel like you're working. Yeah. You're just so excited. Like, oh, I can't wait to design this product and I can't wait to get it up on Etsy and see how it does. And then you, every day when the phone goes cha-ching, it doesn't matter how many times I get excited. <laughs> and, you know, my husband will text me saying, oh, guess what? We got another sale. He gets excited too. So it's, it's, it's good for our, our relationship too, because it's something that we're building. He's helping me build, you know? So it's, it's amazing. It. It's Please go for it. Do yeah. it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> Is there anything else? I like. I feel like we, because we riff off each other so well, we went through it all really quick. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that people hear? Um, boy, let's see. You were very efficient. 
Well, one thing I feel like, you know, on Instagram and things like that, we have so many wreath makers that are so supportive of one another. And I feel like there's so much money out there for everyone. It, you know, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't be against one another. You should lift one another up. Yes. You know, and I wasn't, I didn't look into, you know, how many wreath makers there were when I started this shop. I didn't do all the things you were supposed to do. I just jumped in. Sometimes <laughs> and luckily better. it worked out. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> better not maybe to I could have done it. Yeah. And, you know, I probably would have done it if I knew how many wreath makers were out there. But honestly, it doesn't matter. You know, everyone has their own style and they're so supportive of, we are all supportive of one another. And I think everyone has their own little unique style and it doesn't matter how many people out there making it. I truly believe that. I know some people are saying, you know, it's oversaturated. Well, I never looked into that because I didn't know any better, but Mm -hmm. here I am in an oversaturated market, I guess, Mm -hmm. doing amazing things in only two, two years and two and a half years. So, you know, I think that when you, I, I think when you're in the handmade space, that game is different. Okay. Yeah, I think like when you're print on demand and digital products, sometimes the the heavy saturation can really be a problem. Less so, but I, I you also like I hope everyone will take a look. Your reads are gorgeous. When I tell Aww. you guys, it's the photos. It's like demand and photos. Period. End game. It's like that's it. Thank so you. okay, Tina, where can we find you and connect? Well, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. Um, All see. at Wreaths of Bloom, right? At wreathsofbloom.com. Yeah. Bloom. Yep. And then my Shopify is wreathsofbloom.com. And so is my Etsy shop. If you guys, um, if you want to buy a wreath, then by all means go to the Etsy. But here's the thing. I want to put this in here real quick. Um, every guest that I have on the podcast has the choice of whether or not to share their shop, both because of copycats on Etsy and because if all of my thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners go to their shop and they don't buy something, it will affect their conversion rate. So it can affect their sales. And I take that very seriously. So I always have a very clear conversation with my guests and ask what they want to do. And Tina's like, nah, let's do it. So let me just say this. If you're just curious to peek around, please go to her Shopify instead of her Etsy. If you think yes. you want to buy a wreath or you're wanting to favorite some wreaths or you want to send one to your sister's aunt's cousin's hairdresser, <laughs> then fine. Um, but just to, let's let's keep this community really supportive and caring. And if you want to peek, go to wreathsofbloom.com and see Shopify. If you want to buy, by all means, feel free to go to the Etsy shop and leave her a great review as well, just so that we can protect um, since she's been so gracious to share with us. Does that sound good to you, Tina? Sounds great. Okay. She didn't tell me to say that. I'm just saying that no. because I, I would appreciate never, every single one of you guys. I want to protect you. So, um, man, that I, we literally flew through it. I love it so much. Um, Tina, thank you so much for your vulnerability and you're willing to share mm-hmm. and your, your friendship. I enjoy you so much. Well, thank you, Lizzie. And I am so happy to have you as my coach. I really am. And I look forward to talking to you every month. (laughs) We geek out together. Okay. Have a thank you again. And you guys, thank you for listening and for hanging out with us. I hope you have taken away some tidbits. I hope that you're excited and inspired by 
Tina's unbelievable success, which is so fun. She's my star student. And until next week, y'all go make something awesome. I'll talk to you soon. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.